welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. Today, I have Nancy Taylor joining us. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Carmen and ladies. How are you, friends? Doing great. Doing great. Good, good. Um, Nancy, I always get the privilege of getting to talk to somebody just a few minutes before we start recording the podcast and playing a catch-up. And, and so you and I have had that opportunity. I know I've known you for... Oh, I don't know. I lose track of time. Maybe three plus years now, something like that. But many of these ladies don't know you. So I want you to unpack a little bit for them of who Nancy is. I am a Christian now, a, a Jesus lover and follower, but not until kind of late in life. I, I was uh, saved when I was uh, 60, just about six and a half years ago. So um, that makes me late to the game. And we'll talk more about that. But where I started life was in a, a home that was, I would say, church affiliated. Um, we went to church uh, regularly. Uh, we did all the church activities, participated in everything. My parents were very involved in serving in the church, but the church itself wasn't Bible-based or Bible teaching, and we didn't really have a lot of that in the home. But what I did have was a excellent example. I mean, I had parents of the Depression World War II era. My dad served in World War II. They were very humble people and they were very gracious and loving people. And they just taught my brother and I a big lesson, the value of work uh, and that you need to work in life. Just a rock solid uh, moral foundation, I guess you would say, about what's right and wrong. Uh, But yet, in the same time, I wasn't learning anything about the Bible. So as many people do when I uh, left home, um, I strayed totally away from that. Married someone very young who w- wasn't a Christian and just totally left any idea of the church after a few years. And uh, that really took me, as I said, many years to circle back there. But mm-hmm. I did I do feel that foundation I got was was very important to keeping me from, I guess you could say, going totally off the rails. <laughs> mm. Now, Nancy, I know a little bit of your story and, you know, the women listen and don't. So I'm going to I'm going to just ask a few probing questions. If you don't care, just so because no. I know you're I know you're willing to share your story. I know you have a love for the word right now and you'll credit God for that because because it's not something that's just natural. That comes natural. Um, and I know you're you're, you're recently retired and we're going to talk about that. Come from a healthcare care background um, and, and we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But um, talk a little bit about um, your love for the word, because you said you came to life, you know, came to Christ at 60. But but talk a little bit about that desire that God's give you for the word and what what that's done in your life. I mean, I'd always been afraid to try to read the Bible. I thought I would never understand it. And of course, as we know, when we're we're saved and the Holy Spirit comes, we uh, have an ability to understand. And of course, my eyes were opened. But I mean, you have to start somewhere. And I had a lot of good Christian mentors around me to guide me and direct me on that. But the love of it has never left me. And uh, I read the word first thing every morning. And, you know, right now I'm a part of a discipleship group or growth groups, we call them a group of ladies that really have come a long way in their love of the word. And it's just, I've learned so much. It's shown me so much of where to go. And it's just one of the hugest blessings I I can, that I can look at that I know God gave me early on. 
Mm, that's good. Nancy, you you weren't retired when I first met you. And you're a nurse practitioner, a mid-level, and some folks may know what that is, some may not. But but um, you basically had a practice, you know, you were seeing patients, had a patient's load in women's health. So you had a practice that you'd been with. So tell us a little bit about your career in healthcare. Okay, yeah, I, I became a nurse early on. I mean, that was my career path. I knew that I wanted to go to. So I first started working as a nurse when I was just like 21 or 22. And I mean, nursing is a great career in that you can go so many different direct and directions. So after some time in hospital setting, I moved to public health, which was an um, awesome uh, place to be, but just kind of pointed out to me the need for additional nursing education. So I, I went back to school initially to get my bachelor's, master's because I had a diploma in nursing, which people don't even know about these days. We won't talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> over a period of many years, I was working part-time on the bachelor's and uh, finally had to just quit the full-time job in public health, work part-time and uh, to finish that. And then I worked in public health for a long time. And then I decided I needed to get back closer to patients, to caring for people because it became way too much administrative. It wasn't where I started out to go. Then I decided I wanted to directly serve patients and I wanted it to be women. I, I knew I wanted it to be women. Um, I wanted to be a nurse practitioner and I only wanted to take care of women. Now, when I started the, the master's program for that, I had a lot of push from um, instructors and stuff to consider a broader service population, become a family nurse practitioner or a pediatric nurse practitioner. I knew I didn't want to do that. So I feel like even way back then, God was giving me the heart that I that went, mm -hmm. women are who I wanted to serve. And uh, so then I was blessed with a 22 years of, of working in women's health, all in the same OBGYN practice with a wonderful group of all women physicians. And it was, it was an awesome, awesome experience. I, I was so blessed to get that position. I'm learning. I didn't realize that part of your story that from the, from the get go, you only wanted to work with women. But yeah, that adds a whole layer to watching what God's doing in your life. That's, yeah. that's neat. That, that is so cool. That is so cool. You know, and I'm even thinking that desire to, that you saw the need for education you know, where, the, you know, the, how the education comes side by side with getting those results and that you just shared your love of the word, how God had put that in. And right. again, even that you had, whether you appreciate, whether you enjoyed the education or not, it's a different story, but you saw the need for it, you know, to go back and, and to be able to share that education to help people connect the, the dots too. And I just think of that through that discipleship lens now. Yeah. And the, the timing was perfect because um, I got that call, so to speak, like two, two years before my son was going to graduate from high school and I would be in the position of needing to, to fund his college. So I started my master's program, was able to complete it in those two years while he was finishing high school. And then he went on to college and I went on to, <laughs> to the new profession and it worked out pretty awesomely. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you're a nurse practitioner, single mom, your son's out of school, out of high school in college. You're still not a believer at this time at age of 60 you give your heart to Christ. Now, I'm sure you'd ho heard the gospel before, but something happened at 60 when, you know, God called and you responded. And then a few short years later, you retired. And I just know because that's about the time I was getting to really know Nancy. You know, we were kind of meeting, you know, we, we were being intentional to meet at that time, you know, just to stay kind of current, watch what God was doing in life. 
I know you were passionate about retiring and, you know, you were, you were assessing your life. You'd had a move, you know, in your life. And there was a reason because you, you, you couldn't wait to be turned loose um, because you wanted to serve. So go ahead and go there and share some of your story in that area. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those years between when I was saved and when I retired were definitely uh, years that, that I was serving God in certain ways. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Very involved in my local church, which was a brand new church, um, you know, got the opportunity to see it uh, grow uh, from the ground up. And that was a beautiful experience and just plug into all the serving opportunities that went with that being a new small church and uh, learn from awesome other Christians around me. And I mean, pretty quickly, I started seeing that I needed more time mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that urgency. Like we were talking about, I, I, I told myself, or I kept thinking, you know, you got to this really late in life that you, there's so much you could do. And uh, a verse that always came through loud and clear to me uh, when I started, I guess, thinking about having more time was that you know, from Luke 12 about um, to whom much is given, uh, much is expected. That just kept resonating in me. I needed to do more. And I didn't leave my job because of any dissatisfaction with what I was doing. I loved it. I loved the people. I love serving women. And after I was saved, I got to like serve women in my (laughs) practice in a whole different way. I hope more lovingly, but also uh, there were opportunities to talk about my faith with some patients. And some of them grew to be like, friends in the faith that I still keep in touch with now after, well, it'll be two years in October. So it it was an awesome experience. Yeah. And so then um, I began to consider, you know, you look at it financially, can I do this? And I kind of had to satisfy that. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be honest and say, I didn't just totally say, I'll trust you God on this. I kind of had to have a little bit on paper to show me that it would be okay. Once that was there. And once I had a a good mentor say to me, you know, you, you to some extent, you just have to trust God. I mean, if this is what he's telling you to do, that you need to serve more, then you, you got to jump in and do it. And I, I did, and I've not regretted it for a moment. That's fantastic. And I know, I know that you do stay busy. Um, and we were talking a little bit about that, but you're not, you're not trying to find busy work. You know, there's just opportunities that present themselves there. And, and they're not all maybe what some, somebody may look and think, you can do this, but you're spending your time doing this. And, you know, so you're saying yes to things that God is bringing you. But I just know a little bit about the church that you attend to. And I don't know your exact words, but I know you guys will often say, find the thing that needs to be done somewhere most in the lowest position to serve or whatever and get in there and go at it, you know, get in there to go at it. And that's how you guys are making impactful ends to your community, you know, to make a difference. And Nancy, you're involved in a lot of that. You know, a lot of people may say you're overqualified. A lot of people, I think, think they're overqualified. Like, well, anybody can do that. I won't do that. You're jumping in. You're you're jumping in and get involved in those opportunities. Yeah, I think um, people who knew you before, the people that are going to know it the best, like most of the people in our church now didn't know me before I was a Christian, but I was such a selfish living for myself person. And the, the only way I could have changed away from the total living for myself, uh, everything was about pleasing myself and doing what I, I thought I need, was right. The only way I can explain that is the new heart that God gave me. I mean, like a total new heart. I, I think I can almost go back to a conversation with you, Carmen, in I looked up the date because I had it in a journal. It was in 2018. But then around that same time also, I did the Experiencing God study 
And I, I led a community group of women at our church, which it wasn't the first one I'd done, but it was, gosh, had to be the most impactful one. We did this study called 10 Women of the Bible, and we had like a pretty large small group. It was like 15 or 16 women, and they attended so faithfully. And there were several that came to Christ out of the group. And it was just mm. at the same time I was doing the Experiencing God study and man stuff was really coming together. And it was all right around the time I was about to retire. So it was just like God was just opening up things where, that I could see where, where I could go, what I could do. That's good. Um, Nancy, I'm going to, I'm just going to be bold and lean in and ask a question. And if you're not comfortable answering, you don't have to, but you can tell me that. You said that for people that knew you before, they would realize how self-centered living, you know, living for self you were compared to now. But I think, I think sometimes that's a blind spot for us, you know, and you credited God gave you a new heart, you know, because it was that much of a dramatic change. It was that, that quick, that drastic in your life. As we go through the, as we go through that transforming process that God puts us through, you know, that sanctification process where it's more of him, less of us. Would you be bold enough to give us a couple tangible examples that, that Nancy would say, here's examples of how I was so living for myself. I think it would benefit us, Nancy, to hear, to, to hear an example of what you meant by that. Well, I think a classic example that always comes to mind that I've used in talking to people when the subject comes up, women's groups or whatever. Uh, my son was in Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts or whatever, and uh, a particular woman had been had taken on the responsibility of leading the boys for a year and it was time for somebody new to step up and nobody amongst the women the mothers were uh indicating such a really strong desire to do it so she kind of got us all in a room and asked us and nobody was volunteering and she said well I'll tell you what ladies we're not using we're not leaving this room until somebody volunteers and I steadfastly refused I told myself I don't have time for that. I'm busy. I, you know, single parent, somebody else finally, I guess, felt guilty enough that they accepted the role. But to me, that demonstrates total selfishness. Um, I couldn't even see the need to help in a situation like that for something for my son, you know, something that would have benefited him. My heart was cold on it. You know, it's just cold. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm glad you said that part because there's a time we all have to learn our boundaries and say no to things. So I'm glad you added that last part, though, that my heart was cold. You were thinking, I'm not doing this because it's just not what you chose to give your time to, whether right. you could see the connection or not. So and I, said, I, said, I said no to everything. Yeah. Basically. yeah. If it wasn't for my good, for my pleasure. Yeah, sure. Well, I appreciate you being transparent and sharing that. And okay, now I'm going to, there's another really cool story about Nancy, ladies, that you're getting ready to hear. And that's that, that's the fact she talked about God gave her a new heart. And um, as Nancy's been on her own discipleship journey with God, God has led Nancy to give one of her organs to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So um, Nancy, Nancy, just this past year, was it pre-COVID? Uh, it was a year ago in June. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. A year ago, June. Um, she, I'm going to let you tell the story. You tell the story, Nancy, because it's a cool story because it goes back to where God had planted a seed, but just how in his timing brought it to fruition. That's an amazing story. I think how God worked in that. Um, I can say that even going back to before I was saved, I had given thought to just from, uh, I think, a purely clinical um nursing standpoint about thinking that organ donation was pretty cool. Um, I had never seriously looked into it. And then as years went by, I, I just had it in my mind that I was probably too old to do it. And in a chance conversation with a beautiful young woman from our church one day, we were both at the church on a Saturday morning at times when we ordinarily wouldn't have been there. 
uh, a conversation came up wherein she shared with me that she was about to donate a kidney. And, you know, I, I said, oh, gosh, that's so awesome. I, I always thought that'd be a great thing to do. Uh, but I think I'm too old. And she said, she immediately said, no, no, I, I, know, I know this for a fact. There's no age limits. It's just all about your health um, if you're a healthy person. So that's opened the door to looking into it. I uh, checked into it with Barnes. That's where she had uh, was getting ready to do her. She'd done some research. And um, initially I thought about just doing it as what they call an altruistic donor, just give a heart, just give an organ to somebody. And then um, it's a, it's a process where then by somebody else gets an organ, you know, it, it, you're not matched, you're not giving to any particular person. And I had mentioned that to just a few folks in the church and lo and behold, uh, some people started attending our church and they put on their prayer request that the husband was in need of a kidney. And um, I, that word was passed along to me. And that's where we took off from there. I had not met the gentleman at the time, but I did shortly after. Um, and well, we got to know each other and I heard about his journey. He'd been six years on dialysis, which is a long, long time on dialysis. And um, we started down the process and we were a match and I was able to donate. Uh, <laughs> it probably would have happened a little sooner. COVID kind of got in the way there because they stopped doing all surgeries like that for a little bit. But anyway, it happened at the right time. It happened at the right time. And uh, he's thriving and doing well and is even able to, he's like, He's probably mid to late later 60s. He's been able to work again at a part-time job. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been incredible. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. So ladies, don't miss what she said. God was already working on Nancy's heart. You know, he brought a friend alongside her who was doing it. Nancy said, hey, I thought about doing that before. I thought I was too old, kind of ruled herself out. This lady helped her rule herself right back in. Nancy goes, pursues it. Um, you know, just got a program to line up with. And then God just happens to bring the family that had probably been praying for years for this organ, just happens to bring him into the local church that Nancy's sitting there with. Only God choreographs that kind of interaction stories in our lives. I yeah, he, they had just moved here from another state to help care for the wife's uh, parents. Mm. And they been trying for, yeah. for years, all those years in, in the other state to get a kidney and it just wasn't happening. So they knew they knew they're people of great faith and they knew God brought them here for that exact reason because that's where they were going to find yeah. his kidney. Yeah. Oh, Beautiful. ladies, if you're listening in, we say this all the time. We're just ordinary women with an extraordinary God. And sometimes we try to compare ourselves to somebody else based on their schooling or what they have or, you know, and, and if man, if I could just encourage you, don't do that. Step up to the plate as the ordinary women showing up. God, I'm just an ordinary Carmen. But you're the extraordinary. What do you what do you want to do? You know, I just encourage you to listen to these stories through those lenses as we bring them on the podcast and um, and in community when we come together and not only share stories, but we share lives with each other. You know, as you're hearing Nancy talk, I know, Nancy, if there's anything Nancy can do to come alongside or to encourage or to to share anything she has, education, whatever she is willing. So, again, my reminder, if you're not connected to the community, you're not meant to do this alone. Connect to us. Follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or connect through our website at um, ibsa.org backslash women. I'm going to share something, ladies. You just heard the story of Nancy um, with the guy. God brought it. But they came here from Texas to take care of a probably an older, ill mother that needed help. 
something broke in their life. They already had broken life. They were already on dialysis. Something was already out of the ordinary. We, we know we live in a broken, cursed world, but something was even more out of ordinary and what they considered to be normal. And now it broke more because they had to disrupt their life to come here to take care of another broken. You know, they had an aging parent or whatever. God will often use the hard places. We want to get out of them as quick as we can. We want to move right on. God, what do you have new? And more often than not, there's something good happening in the hard. And more often than not, God is not bringing the new. He's going to bring us right back to something that he's already taught us, something he's already shown us. He's going to bring us right back there. But we come back changed. We come back different because and it's in those moments that we realize how much we've grown in Christ or we've transformed or, you know, our faith has got stronger, which I was talking to somebody earlier this morning. I think strong is a word that we need to lose sometimes because we point and say, Nancy, but Nancy can do it because she's a strong woman. I think steadfast is probably the better word. And these storms, you know, these storms that keep coming at us when we get to see the um, the celebration story here, right? The we're post transplant right now. When we get to hear the celebration story, Man, it does something to our faith, right? And, we, and it's only sometimes in looking back that we can see, man, God was there and he provided in a way that there, I don't care how many resources Nancy Taylor had, there's no way that Nancy could have produced what just happened there. And it does something to yep. your faith that brings that steadfast that one makes you want to run quicker. It makes you just want to run that race and run, run quicker. But but at the same time, your trust, you have just a confidence that's, that just changes because you're not even thinking, but is God going to be with me? You don't have to put the numbers on paper to see if it's going to work, right? Because God has shown you over and over and over. And all of a sudden it becomes who you are. It's just your DNA. It's just, it's just who you are. So ladies, if you're listening, be encouraged from that story today because you may be right in the middle of that storm today. Um, but I can promise you, God is ordaining that season for a reason. Some year I may see this side of heaven, some it may not see, but you can trust God with it. Absolutely. And I want to echo what you said there, Carmen, about when God put scripture, that verse I mentioned about to everyone who much is given, much is expected. That came in front of me. And I noted this in my journal. It came in front of me twice in one day in, in a Bible reading plan and then in, in a um, a message from Charles Stanley that I listened to. Mm. And um, when I heard it twice in the same day, that, like you said, then that gets your attention. And mm, on yeah. the looking back part, I mean, when I was first saved and I started asking some Christian mentors how, how because I'd had a blessed life. There's no doubt about it. I'd had a blessed life. How did, how did that happen when I denied that God even existed? And uh, as it was explained to me, because he, he loved you the whole time. And when I began to contemplate that a God could love me that much to love me through all those years and wait patiently, I get emotional when I talk, uh, just wait patiently for me to finally see him. Um, mm -hmm. somebody loves you that much, then you got, you've got work to do to, to show, to, to, to just give thanks for the, the blessings. I, I mean, I've just had a blessed life. That's good. That's good. You and and you do. You want to serve him out of love, right? It's it's the yes. love that's driving it. It. I think sometimes. I think sometimes in our journey, Nancy, we we're we're, we're called to be obedient. But sometimes I almost think we 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 were like um, the kid to the parent. You know, we got to be obedient. Like here's the rules the teacher gives. We got to follow them. And man, the more the more you realize what you just said, God pursued, he pursued, he'd already laid his life down, but now he's pursuing you and just just in a way that only he can do 
unique to you, intimate to you that, you know, to, to pursue you. And when you realize that when, when your eyes are open to that and you give yourself to him, man, you, you can't, you can't do enough because you want to express the love. It's not a, you know, it's not like I have to do this, man. I, I want to express it. And, and, and he's the audience. He, he really becomes the audience of who you're expressing to regardless of whose lives you're touching in the serving. He's the audience that you're doing it for. Well, Nancy, I hate to wind this down, but I'm watching our time. So I thank you so much for letting me spend a few minutes with you today. Um, it's good, good talking with you, Carmen. Thank mm. you. Yeah. And we appreciate you sharing your story with the ladies. And so that's good. Ladies, if you're listening, you want to hear more from Nancy. Nancy, is it OK if we put your contact information in the in the episode notes? Like an sure. email address? OK, <laughs> we'll share an email address. So um, especially if you're a healthcare worker or you know somebody in that healthcare arena, consider connecting to Nancy, you know, um, because she's serving as one of those state leaders for us to try to get this this network, whatever it is. We're, it's that fresh, ladies whatever it is, to, to bring some sort of shape, really just some sort of an area for healthcare people to connect so that we can um, take some of that education and match that to some opportunities, not really creating the agenda. I think God has the agenda, and I think he's brought us all sorts of opportunities in our community. But if you know that healthcare person, um, consider connecting them into to Nancy. Or if you've got a question, just say, hey, I'd like to little, know a little bit more about your story. Um, you may be like me. You know, I've had, before we even started recording, I said, Nancy, there's a couple of things I want to know because I'm watching her life right now because I'm in some similar seasons of life and she's walked a few steps ahead of me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, hey, can I borrow your map on that, you know, on that particular area? So, all right. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you here next Friday on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.